Hey guys, it's me, Nasty Andy from Now You Know. Did you miss me? I know it's been a minute. <laughs> I've been busy in my crazy life. <laughs> I've been having to do a lot of new things in life that I'm not really comfortable with. But, you know, if you've been a fan of mine and you've listened to my podcast, you know that I've been on my spiritual journey and this journey that I'm going on is not always comfortable. Just remember that, guys. Your journey, your spiritual journey you go on, you're not always comfortable. But here's the good news. Fear is what gets you where you want to go. Don't forget that. (laughs) All right, let's just jump right into this. This segment is called Time is on Your Hands. Spend your time wisely. We create we build, and we heal with our hands. We hold power in our touch. Without faith and hope, we would never trust. Trust in yourself and others. Keep creating and building. Don't let anyone hold you back. This is my personal thoughts. I think hands are so attractive and beautiful. Women's hands are elegant and soft like their femininity. Men's hands are rough and tough like their masculinity. I find it fascinating what people's hands can accomplish. If you really think about it, it's crazy. I will never forget my dad's hands. The scars, the blisters, the cuts, the bruises... They really proved honest work. I love you, Dad. My poppy Chulo, on the other hand, my future hubby, his hands are so beautiful. Just want to kiss them and hold on to them, hold on to his hands and have his hands hold me for all eternity. (laughs) he is a king and like a queen I will bow down and kiss on his ring (laughs) you're so beautiful poppy so beautiful ah ah what a treat (laughs) all right let's start this out right let's get a joke (laughs) and when I searched this joke (laughs) I was like going through I went through like 20 other jokes and I'm like nah that's not it that's not it that's not it this one's hilarious (laughs) what is Moby Dick's dad's name (laughs) Papa Boner (laughs) I know that's so middle school (laughs) like but I'm sorry, that's hilarious. <laughs> Pop a boner. <laughs> that reminds me of when I was in middle school. There was this, I won't say his name. <laughs> but uh, there was this kid that always had boners. Always. We called him Boner Boy. It was like during like during the summer, we're always at the pool, like this kid out of boner. Class, this kid out of boner. Like, oh my god, dude, what the heck? So that's why we called him boner boy. (laughs) 
Anyways, let's get off that subject. <laughs> so I took a trip a couple weeks ago. I went to Santa Fe, New Mexico. And boy, was that a treat. That was so much fun. I enjoyed myself. My mom and dad used to take us to New Mexico every summer. And we would go and visit all the Catholic churches in Taos, Santa Fe, Albuquerque. It was so much fun. And we, you know, we'd go to the flea markets. We would go and my favorites when I was a little girl was to go to the um, the Indian jewelry flea markets because turquoise is my favorite. I'm a sucker for turquoise and silver. And uh, yeah, my parents would take us there. And it was just so much fun because New Mexico is the land of enchantment, okay? And, and New Mexico to me... I've always been drawn to it. I I love it. It's beautiful. Um, it's a great place to take a family. Definitely. Um, my memories as a kid... Well, like, it was funny because when I was there in Santa Fe, I felt like I was 10 years old again. You know, walking around the flea markets and looking at the art and just the culture of, you know, the state is just so beautiful. I love it. And spending time with my cousins and their babies and my grandma and my aunts and my uncles, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I definitely needed it. Unfortunately, my boys didn't get to go because they were with their dad. But there's always future trips. But while I was there, we went to uh, a Catholic church. Um, It's in Santa Fe. And it's the Chimayo Church. I forget the rest of the name. But so basically, it's... We, it's a Catholic church, okay? So it was on Easter Sunday. We went, we did a mass because my grandma wanted to go. So we all went with her. And it was beautiful. The priest was hilarious. Like, if church could always be like that, I would totally go all the time. He was very open, funny. He was like making everybody laugh. Like, that's what I would enjoy. I would love to go to church like that, you know, every Sunday. But, I'm not really much of a church kind of person, which isn't bad, you know, if if you don't go to church, that's, and you still believe in God, that's, that's no problem, you know, and there is a subject I want to talk about, okay, because a lot of people try to question me with my religion and my relationship with God, okay, so let's talk about it, because it's really starting to grind my gears, because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're spiritual and you're religious. Like, yeah, so what? <laughs> it's not illegal, you know? It's and and people get confused with like spirituality and, you know, religion. Like spirituality is like you do believe in, you know, the spiritual realm. Like you believe in uh you know, uh the unknown, the, the, what's the word, you know, the stuff people don't talk about and in the universe and, you know, that kind of stuff. 
So people are always asking me, you know, well, what's your relationship with God? Like, you don't go to church. How do you believe in God? I'm like, all right, first of all, my relationship with God is none of your damn business. <laughs> and I should not have to explain myself. You should never have to explain yourself to anybody about what you believe in and what, uh, you know, your beliefs are with God. That's, that's really not, it's inappropriate. It's, it's rude to ask people that honestly. Um, unless you, you know, you are on the subject of it and, and you're on a good standing with this person, but I've learned that it just starts arguments with other people. So I just try not to talk about religion so much unless they're really open to it, you know, but I tell people all the time, like, you don't have to go to church in order to believe in God, you know, and a lot of people are like, oh, no, you have to be going to church in order for, you know, uh, to believe and for to receive your blessings. And that's not true. Okay, it's not true, guys. And don't let anybody judge you on your relationship with God. That's your relationship with him. And whatever you believe, whatever you tell him or confine in him, that's your belief system, okay? So don't let anybody piss on it. <laughs> okay, next topic, survival, okay? Survival. We all have to survive in life in order to prosper and live okay and as humans we 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 do what we have to do to survive okay we adapt and we keep going you know like yeah we get uncomfortable yes the universe and god serves us up some things that seem unfair but at the same time, they're being served up to us because they are proving to us that, hey, you are strong. Keep going. And, you know, last night I was sitting around with Jenny, my, my BFF, you know, and I was kind of getting in my feelings a little bit because I, I told her, you know, I'm like, oh, Jenny, I'm just so tired mentally, emotionally, physically. I'm just so tired, you know, and I just feel like... Not that I'm going to give up, but there is some days that I'm just like, oh, please. <laughs> like, I can't take any more, God. Universe, I can't take any more. Like, I have went through hell for almost 14 years in June. And I'm just, I'm ready for that new life, you know. And I told her that. And, you know, and she reminded me, hey, you know, you have went through hardships. You have went through hell. But you have to keep going because you have to set that example. You have to keep going and be that strong warrior and be, you know, that woman that everybody looks up to. And I really am appreciative appreciative of Jenny for, you know, reminding me of that because even, you know, I, I try to stay so positive 24 7 you know there is days that I struggle there is days that I'm like ugh. <laughs> but but I found out okay this is one of the best pieces of advice to that I will ever give you guys okay and Abraham Hicks says this and if you guys don't know who she is listen to her she's great she really does make sense she breaks everything down for you okay and if 
your vibrate your vibration frequency is not high and, and you keep uh focusing on the negative and you know the unwanted emotions of life you know if you get caught up in it take a nap you know and i offer that in in rise my program it's called uh royal time you take 45 minutes in a day to do whatever you want to recollect yourself and me personally i take a nap i take a, i'm like a cat i take a cat nap <laughs> and it does it helps like it just it restarts the mind it's like think about it it's like a computer or like a phone when you restart a computer or a phone you know it just it's a fresh new start and that's what you can do to transmute that negativity, you know, those those unwanted emotions and feelings, take a nap or even just lay in your bed in silence in your solitude and just really, you know, focus on what you want. Not don't focus on what you don't want. Only focus on what you want, guys, okay? Um learning to survive and learning how to transmute is key in the world and in life okay so find your peace so my next topic is trauma okay um so i have a story to tell you guys uh so you all know that i suffer from ptsd um i've not only had i've had multiple um, forms of, excuse me, multiple forms of PTSD in my life. And when I was nine years old, um, I grew up in Denver. I would, you know, my grandparents lived in Denver, so I'd go and visit my grandparents and they had neighbors, the, this little boy and this little girl, their names were Jacob and Jordan. And Jacob was my age. We were both nine years old and Jordan was eight. Okay. And I ended up falling in love with Jacob. He was a little white boy with brown eyes in the sun. They were like hazel. And that was actually my first boyfriend, my first kiss, you know, and we used to meet up in the middle of the house because <laughs> our houses, my grandparents' house was they were divided by like these bushes that had little flowers and he knew I liked candy. I've been a candy cruncher since I was a kid. <laughs> That's a way to my heart is through candy and uh, flowers. So, you know, we, we grew a relationship. We were very close. We had so much fun. We used to ride our bikes together, go down to the park. And his little sister, too. It was us three. It was like the three amigos. We were always, you know, having fun, jumping on their trampoline. And we used to meet in the middle of his house and my grandparents' house, right in between the little bushes with the flowers. And he'd bring me candy. And it's actually where we had our first kiss. And it was just very special to me. Well... Um, it was terrible, uh, the news that I received. I was playing Barbies with my cousins and my mom came out and she had this look on her face that was just like, oh God, like, 
she, you know, was just sad and I could sense it. I could sense it right away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, what is it? You know? And she's like, I need to talk to you, Andrea. And I was like, what? And she's like, well, Jacob and Jordan were playing hide and go seek from their babysitter and they ended up getting into an old freezer that was unplugged and back in the day the old freezers they locked from the outside so you know they were nine and eight they didn't know any better you know and so they both got into the freezer and they were hiding in there from their babysitter and unfortunately it locked and they suffocated and it was terrible it literally broke my heart it was very traumatic it was very hard for me to go through that at nine years old you know and I I don't think my family really realized how hard it really was on me you know and yeah, I probably should have went into therapy, like some kind of grieving or, you know, um, talk to a professional. But, you know, back in the 90s, that wasn't really, uh, you know, offered or, you know, my family couldn't even really afford that. So, yeah, it did. It did a number on me. Um, it really you know, it broke my heart to just know that, you know, the pain that they felt and, and they slowly died and, you know, the pain for Paula, their mom and their and the mom and the dad. And it just, you know, it, it really did. It, it damaged me. It made me, I was depressed. I was, you know, I shut down. I became uh, very cold towards, you know, a lot of people, a lot of other kids. Like I, I kind of became like a recluse a little bit because I was afraid of getting close to anybody because I always thought that if I got close to them like that, they would die. And, you know, that really did affect me growing up. But then, you know, I started realizing, um, Jacob and Jordan, they wouldn't have wanted me to be like that. They would, you know, they didn't want me to sit in my sorrow and feel that way. So at a very young age, I knew, you know, I had to snap out of it. So I did. And I started doing, uh, you know, a lot more activities that, kept me busy, but that reminded me of what me and Jacob and Jordan would do together. And it, that really did help me. Like when you channel people's energy, when they pass and talk to them and, and keep them around, it really does help, you know, heal the heart and helps time pass. Um, that, that kind of PTSD was you know, at, at such a young age, at nine years old, like, kids, uh, you know, go into survival mode, mentally and emotionally, and my survival mode was to just, like, shut down, you know, and 
and not really talk about it. But then I, I learned real quick, you know, that I have to talk about it or else, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to, to stay negative. And instead I just started talking about them, you know, all the good times and all the good memories. But yeah, so that's one of my stories at, as a kid, uh, you know, that made me the woman that I am today because, you know, losing, you know, close friends like that at such a young age, like it really does make you be very appreciative of, you know, friendships. And that's why nowadays, you know, if you're my friend, I, I do, I adore you. I, I love you. I will go to war for you. I will fight for you, you know, and I respect you. And, you know, that comes a lot from my traumas and a lot from, you know, the, the sadness, the emptiness that I felt as a kid, you know, and now I, I transmute all that negativity and I turn it to a positive and, and I make sure I let people know how important they are and, you know, do things for them. And it's just, it, friendship to me is very important and... Jacob and Jordan were a big part of my life and I bet they make beautiful angels and I always wonder you know what they would have looked like at 33 and 32 years old but rest in peace so I share you know, my raw and real stories with you guys. And I encourage everybody, speak your truth. Speak your, uh, your heart and your soul. Share your story. Where you come from. Be vocal about your hardships, your traumas. Stand in your power. And always remember to fight for what you love. Be kind. Be love, be respectful, love your friends, adore your friends, be true to yourself, be true to others, follow your passions, and remember, I love you. Namaste.